and we are live. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of Respect the Craft podcast here. This is episode number 56, and we are joined by the stimulation himself, Dashing D1000. Good evening, sir. How are you doing? Good evening. I am doing well. I'll be better on Saturday after I break some necks. Well, then we'll definitely be talking about that because, again, we are continuing here with hashtag Project Week 2. If you guys haven't, go check out the rest of the podcast as well as we are going to be discuss- discussing more of Project Codename Wrestling ahead of this weekend's exodus. But before we get into all that, especially your three-way dance this Saturday, I have to ask you the question, Dashing, when you hear that term, the craft, because this is the Respect the Craft podcast, what does that mean for you? Well, I mean, and this is wrestling business, and I pride myself more than anything as an artist in that ring. My paintbrush simply is just blood and violence, though. So the craft is always going to be about what you actually do, how dedicated you are, and how well you can deliver. And personified in for myself, I deliver it with royal taste. Hey, there you go. And again, I've gotten to see that in uh, right in action right there at Project. So definitely uh, it showcases there. But uh, let's get into it here. Before we get into the project stuff, I do want to talk a little bit about your elevate your evolution, if you will, because there's even in the profile name, it is former Dashing Weatherford. So let's yes. go into a little bit of the, the humble beginnings, if you will, because I love to, to find some things on the interwebs to talk to my guests about. So let's talk a little bit about these days and how we I, – I had to do my research here. So let's talk a little bit about that evolution from the days of the Ludus to now where we are today. Well, it's like any kind of story of a journey of growing, getting older, maturing. The Ludus was my grassroots. That's where I started. That's where Dash and D. Weatherford was actually making a name for himself and just getting his feet wet. But when I started there, I was wet behind the ears. I didn't know anything. Um, I was just getting an idea of what wrestling could be or even should be to me. Um, I went from a fan to someone who started getting trained to having an ability that was able to be showcased. And I was very grateful for that opportunity. But that kid didn't know what he was doing and was just happy to be there. And as the years have gone along, I've been able to as you would say, perfect my craft a little bit more, get more mature about what it is that I do and be more aware of who I actually am in that ring. And thus, Weatherford was no more and I was actually thousands of levels above the rest and thus the name Dash and D Thousand. There you go. And definitely, again, through those evolutions as well, we saw you go from, again, those early days in the Ludus, continue on your path in your craft to then finding yourself with aligning with another great friend of the podcast here in Brother Greatness when you guys are part of the congregation here. So how did that that alignment uh, come about and the congregation was created? How did that go? Well, the congregation has to pretty much goes well back into the Omega Omega Black days and at the Lutus. Uh, my first inception into wrestling was through Omega Black, um, in which we were a team that was aligned. Um, Omega Black had its many different iterations. I was mostly associated with that act. And over time, I eventually outgrew it. Greatness as well outgrew what Omega Black was. And 
we wind up finding ourselves still connected very heavily. Um, different shows, filling a need for tag team, and we were connected by our faith. We both had a, a strong belief in Christianity, strong belief in God. Um, we vary in views, but we very much had that strong belief system, and that's what connected us together, along with the just all the time spent in Omega Black traveling the road. But we saw that not only did we need to break out from what we were known for, we needed to break into something else that was more true to us. Um, with me and the congregation, you saw a little bit more of my, I want to say, experimentation of just becoming more of myself. Um, you saw me become more driven, more outspoken. Um, my personality was able to show in a different way in the congregation. Plus, it was also another way to just actually connect with fans in a way that I wasn't doing before. And that time was a great time. Um, the congregation, to a degree, is not over. We haven't broke up. We haven't separated. It's just that we've evolved in different paths in different ways. And here we are today. No, definitely. And especially if you guys follow Dashing and you follow Brother Greatness, you guys are still always interacting as well. So it's not like, again, uh, you guys have had a separation. It's more, again, you guys are going your own ways for the betterment for both of you till one day if it allows it to be the congregation reunites. Exactly. Or some some variation of it as well. Because, again, we're seeing both of you uh, evolve into your, uh, your own, uh, if you will, personas. Indeed. I mean, the congregation is always going to be just the two, the, mostly the two of us and the united levels of our faith. Yeah. But there was always more of that undertow of the difference of how that is. He's on the road to greatness and I'm already dashing. So he's still trying to elevate it to things that I already feel I am. He yeah. believes he needs to work on himself where I feel I just need to be grateful for all the things that I can do. So again, it's that dichotomy that draws us to always be able to be something different and be something effective that's separate or together, still very much effective. Um, we've always been a standalone. Um, we've drawn the attention to being called the preacher and the pimp many times. And it is not a wrong it is not a contradiction at all. That yeah. is exactly who we are to some degree. Um, I live my lavish lifestyle and I am grateful to God that I have been able to do this. He's a much more humble individual and by his own means, maybe sometimes I corrupt him and bring him a little bit more into the dark side and open his eyes and he keeps me grounded from going too far off the reservation. So we will always have that relationship and that's what keeps us going as a team and apart in debt. Again, one of the best things about a tag team and having a relationship that has lasted this long, he's someone I can truly call on as a friend. There you go. And that's always what you want, especially in this business. That's like, again, we're all trying to um, remain supportive in the locker rooms and all be united as one. But it's always good to find those that you can definitely be like, hey, this is someone I know has my back and has uh, my Ben's intention in there. But I got to oh, ask, yeah. what that being said, um, so how did the stimulation come into play? Because again, with a group like that and with the congregation and with uh, the belief system you have, you, you're saying you have as well, the stimulation character, or again, who you are is, uh, it, it, it plays on those, that, uh, that line a little bit. Of course it does. I mean, we're alive. 
we're experiencing things. Every day we go through, there's a sensation that courses through your body, courses through my body. You go through life. Are you going to have stress? You're going to have some form of something that makes you move, that makes you tick. That's stimulation. That's what it's all about. Stimulation can be the pain that I deliver. Stimulation can just be the way I connect with the fans and actually have you feel something emotionally in that moment. And But stimulation can also be, again, just being able to enjoy the simple pleasures of life, spending time sitting with a beautiful woman, having a conversation, what you do in a bedroom. All of these things is what I bring to the table. You see it with exuding in my confidence. You see it as I walk down the aisle shouting for different things. I'm throwing the D everywhere. You will feel something one way or another when I get in that ring once I break through that curtain. So stimulation is going to come, and that's exactly what I embody. So no matter the belief system, if you go to church and you sit down and you listen to that prayer and you get filled with the ghost, that's stimulation. That's something that's moving you. So Dash and D is just simply expounding upon all the sensations. Okay. See, I I like that explanation because, again, I feel like, again, maybe even the fans listening as well, when they hear that term stimulation, it leads to something else. But I like that you've, again told us what it truly embodies to be the stimulation. Well, I like to leave things to interpretation because whatever I do, that's the thing. I just want the reaction. I'm going to get it out of you one way or the other. Whether you like me, whether you cheer me, whether you boo me, I'm there to give you a reaction. I'm, I'm an artist. As I said, this is me being me in front of you. Maybe I'm an inspiration. Maybe I'm exactly a disgust. But one way or another, you're feeling something. I apologize for it, and yet I don't. Hey, there you go. Well, let's get into this now. Let's start going into the project because you made your official debut at Fallout. We got to see you a part of the Hot Start Scramble, the second in project history here, as it was also the first matchup I ever got to call at the project. So that was always great to Congrats be a part to of. You. Thank you. And we got to see you face, again, some guys you know very well. You got to face Superstar Whiplash in there, Joe Bullrog, Nino Cruz, and then, unfortunately for you guys, you weren't allowed to know who the mystery person was. We didn't even know. We had commentators was that surprised at you guys in the ring as it was found out that night it was public enemy number one, current project champion, TJ Marconi. So yeah, something by... I mean, I almost don't know how to contain myself because, again, I prepare for a match all the time, knowing what I'm getting into. I prepared for five men. I prepared for five competitors. But TJ Marconi, let's let's be honest here, he's something special. He's a larger-than-life entity in size and athleticism as public enemy number one. He might as well be a damn walking titan, and here he goes sticking his nose by design, setting himself up, knowing that people are not expecting this walking Jurassic Park Tyrannosaurus Rex of a man. But, again, you got to, I guess pad your pockets properly. And when you're someone who's involved with the office as well as he is, all connected as he is, yeah, you're going to pick your spots, right? So notice, not only was he a secret opponent, but he picked his spot to come after everything was rocking and rolling. He picked his spot so he can just pick the bones after we already delivered so much of a match 
for each other. It was four men in there and we wasn't leaving everything in that ring. And he came in to pick the bones at the end. Had he started that match off, I guarantee it wouldn't have went the same way. I guarantee it. See, TJ Marconi made a mistake in sticking his nose in that business because now he stimulated me. So I want to look for the bigger competition. I am preparing for the bigger competition. And it's going to be insufferable because I can put myself through so much punishment in preparation that now that I know what the competition and how stiff it can really be, I'm going to always rise to the occasion. And now you set the bar higher than I actually originally set it for. So I'm going to go further. I'm aiming for TJ Marconi. I'm aiming for every big man in that roster. And I am not playing second fiddle to no one on that roster. In that match, you got to see a glimpse of what I can do. You got to see me mix it up with whiplash like we always do. That was nothing new. Every time we're in that ring, we're going to deliver. You're going to see something magical and special because our styles clash just like that. With Nino Cruz, it's a beautiful thing. He's so super talented. He is so super athletic. And that raises the bar for me. Iron sharpens iron. I have fun with that. That is stimulating not just to me, but for the crowd. And then Joe Bullrog, oh my God, this guy is so hard hitting and that speaks to the violence in me. I always talk about being the sex and violence, but he is someone who's just pure violence. So what that allows me to do is I can match him on intensity and then bring a certain flair that only I can do. But then TJ Marconi, this is, this is again, larger than life. He, he might as well be a giant walking, he's, he's the Colossus as it might as well be here. He calls himself the Mad Titan, but even a Titan can fall. And that's what excites me. I want to be the one to make that Titan fall. You know, I, 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 I pride myself as a little bit of an anime fan. So, yeah, I'm going to use a lot of Attack on Titan references. So, TJ Marconi, I hope you're listening. Every big guy on the roster, I hope you're listening. Because I'm going to be your Aaron Yeager. There you go. And again, we did see you guys bring TJ down in that matchup. All four of you had him down, but unfortunately, again, he he had a little bit of a of a advantage because again, he was the he was the, the freshest man, man in the ring. Yeah, he 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 was able to call his spot there. But again, he also I will have to say we had TJ before Fallout on the podcast, and he did say he would do what he wants. So I guess. It was kind of expected for him to do something like that on that night. Unfortunately for you guys, again, being that you guys were having a great four-way scramble, which again, I would say was a great matchup, which if you guys haven't checked it out yet, you definitely have to go to Project Coney and Dress on YouTube. Exactly. Go check out the whole event because again, you want to be ready for Exodus this Saturday. But now speaking about that, after the matchup, we finally were told you are officially a part of the project. The graphic was thrown. So. Hashtag codename the stimulation has joined the project. With that being said, that also meant you will be a part of Exodus, our next event that is happening this Saturday. Which again, if you guys haven't yet, go to the description down below, get your link because you want to get tickets, your tickets. Buy them now. You definitely are gonna want to because again, it's a stacked card featuring eight matches and so much more. And one of those matches is what we have to talk about here. And it's a matchup you're going to be involved in. 
And again, you've said it here. You want the biggest competitors in the project, and you're going to be facing one of them in the barricade Big Cuzzo. But you also are going to be facing a man you faced at Fallout and Nino Cruz. So talk to us your mindset going into this three-way dance and also going against another man that kind of has a little bit of an, an advantage in the project because Big Cuzzo is the barricade of first class, which means he's aligned with Miguel Sosa. So give us your thoughts going into all that. So again, I am no fear to adversity. I am no person that is alienated from adversity. I live a lavish lifestyle, but again, I call myself Brooklyn's wrestling prince. You don't get to call yourself a name in royalty from a borough that's actually all about the most gutter and hardcore shit that you'll probably go through. So knowing that in all of my years, I have lived in this borough, I have found a way to thrive in this borough. I know what adversity looks like. And there it is. That's that penchant for violence that I have because I've had to fight for everything that I've gained. I really am grateful for everything that I've been able to, but it's also been a story of survival. So adversity, you can stack the cards all you want. I haven't been able to get cashed out yet. Yeah, sometimes I'll come up short, but you haven't silenced me. As long as my heart beats, you're going to fight with me. As long as my heart beat, I'm going to rise to the occasion. I'm going to overcome. So yeah, I'm looking forward to these challenges. It's the only thing that gets me out of bed. A chance to punch someone in the face is the only thing that brings me more pleasure than laying with a beautiful woman. I mean, I live such a luxurious style that, you know, it gets boring. Sometimes you get so used to the high class, the thrills slow down. And when those thrills slow down, the ordinary, or rather I should say the extraordinary becomes ordinary. You got to think outside the box. And that's what led me to wrestling in the first place. I got tired of the mundane aspects of over the top. You know, my cardio process is strange. You know, being involved with multiple women is considerably a little bit different and kind of can weigh on your stamina. But when I really think about it at some times, it's about being able to compete. It's about actually being able to let myself go in such a primal fashion. That's the reason I wake up. That's the reason I'm here. That's what gets me out of bed. So yeah, big challenges. I look forward to it. Nino Cruz, someone I respect, such, again, an amazing talent. He's athletic beyond bounds, a ways that I do not see that is pretty much second to guys I look up to. He's probably one of the guys that I've crossed paths with in a gym here and there at different locations. He's someone I'm very familiar with, and he's someone that actually holds my respect because of what he can do in that ring. He's someone who can push the envelope with me and push me to be greater, and I'm quite sure I can make him something better too. But then you have the barricade. Someone who's handpicked as a representative for Miguel Sosa, so he represents the office. What better way to send a message? What better way to punch somebody that big in the face and actually see that they can crumble to someone at my size? That lets you know what I'm really bringing to the table. If I can take him down, if I can bring him down, that's a message that don't count me out because of my size, because I am exactly what I am. I'm exactly what I've always been saying. I'm the thousand levels above the breast. So yeah, 
I'm looking forward to it. Barricade specifically, I'm looking forward to because as big as he is, as wide as he is, as strong as he is, as powerful as he is, I think I'm still better. And that's what I look to prove on Saturday. June 11th, again, Exodus, a new beginning. If you go into the Bible, that's exactly what that is, a new beginning. And that's what I look to carve. That's the message I look to send. Even if I don't walk out of that ring with the W, which I desperately leave because I don't like a negative one next to my name when I'm mentioned. I don't want to see a loss because I'm not a loser. But on that night, on that night, whether I am pinned one, two, three by some miraculously horrible fate, if it so be's God's will, it just will be. But I guarantee it. I guarantee it. The message I send, what will be felt in that arena by everyone in there, is that Dash and D is something you're going to have to worry about. Hey, there you go. But again, I have to also bring up, because during Project Week, we spoke to the GM himself. We spoke to the boss man, Miguel Sosa. And he kind of, he, he inferred that you guys would be treating this almost as a handicap match. So I have to ask you your thoughts on that comment because I feel like Miguel Sosa is already downgrading both you and, and Nino Cruz. He's kind of saying you guys have to gang up on the barricade because of. Well, so your thoughts on the boss man's comments. Honestly, if El Jefe wants to call it that, by all means, call it what you will. I am in no way in a shadow about what's going to happen. Yeah, the barricade is a big guy. At some point, yeah, we're more than likely are going to team up. It just makes sense. We're not stupid. We see what's stacked up against us. We see what it is, but you want to call it a handicap match as if you don't have two men who want a W more than we actually want to probably go somewhere out that night? You got to remember, we're sacrificing a Saturday night. I am trading in what I can be doing on a Saturday night to show up on June 4th. Do you know the amount of fun I can have instead of putting my body through pain? But again, this stimulates me. This is something I grieve and live for. So I'm there for the full competition. I want to kick Nino Cruz's ass just as bad as I want to kick Big Cuzzle's ass. And what I intend to do is actually do that. I'm going to beat the hell out of both of them. I'm going to prove that I am also known as the pain provocateur for a reason because I'm going to stimulate them with pain. You're going to find my name synonymous with pain, and I'm going to enjoy it every single way. You know, I mean, let me paint the picture for you. I am a guy who enjoys S&M, and I'm not talking that crap you've read on Fifty Shades of Grey. I'm talking the real lifestyle. All right. So I understand what it means to actually hold on to pain. I understand what it is to experience pain and it is to deliver pain. So June 4th, that's exactly what I'm there to do. I am going to prove that sadistic nature that I have in me is something that they have to worry about. That's something they need to fear. So a handicap match, I think the only handicap is, is that the barricade has never experienced the pain that I want to deliver. I think the handicap is, is that Nino Cruz has probably never experienced the pain that I want to deliver either. Plain and simple. That match is not going to be a handicap match. 
oh, if Barricade thinks he's going to have to, he's going to just come in there and steamroll both of us, then he's probably trying to pick his spot to actually just compete against each one of us individually. But we're all in that same ring at the same time. It's a three-way dance. It's a threesome, baby. Everyone gets a shot. Everyone gets a touch. Everyone's going to feel something. So guess what? You want a handicap match. You need to make it actual two-on-one, Hefe. Because I'm going to shoot my shot, even if it has to go through a barricade. I smash through things for fun. If you go on my Instagram, you'll see I've already been smashing things. I go to rage rooms just to get a sense of zen. I will break a damn barricade down. I will overcome hills. I will crush obstacles. So barricade, be prepared because if you think it's going to be a cakewalk and you need a two-on-one to go against me, you got another thing coming. And the thing is because, oh, let's not forget, I know you. You're not brand new to me. We've traveled these circuits back and forth. I know about you from other organizations. I know you're tough. I know you're big. I know you're strong. But you felt how hard I can hit, too. There you go. And again, that's what, I, again, I tried to, to convince Miguel Sosa. It is a three-way dance. Again, who knows? You could even try to just pin Nino Cruz. The barricade doesn't even have to be a part of the decision at the end of it. Exactly. So. And like I said, I'm a smart competitor. I know what I'm going against. I know how to look at the playing field and change up the game. But again, I, I want smash mouth i want to go back and forth as i said on my promo though i'm the ultimate hybrid i'm always adjusting i don't get to be thousand levels above the worst and just be a one-trick pony no 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 miguel sosa is mistaken and he's misleading his own barricade because he'll be unprepared and that's fine i don't mind a medium rare steak but by the time i'm done with it it'll be well done all right, there you go. Also, I do have to clear up because as we've been promoting Exodus, I do like to give a little bit of description going into each matchup. And I saw you weren't too keen on uh, my description of the three-way dance. So I do want to, I guess, clear up. Again, no intention of saying, again, just a one-sided battle. It was just the way to explain. Because again, Big Cuzzo is returning from vacation. So I hope... Uh, no pain has to be dealt to the commentary booth on Saturday. No, I'm not going to hold anything against you. Again, you're, you're, you just started calling matches. You know, you're definitely a part of the company. I'm not going to say you're a rookie or anything about it, but everyone at some point can be corrected. I can stand to be corrected. And, I, you know, you're not as familiar with me. You're just getting to know me and things like that. So, you know, actually, I should say it more astutely. The project is just getting more familiar with Dash and D-Thousand and what stimulation actually is going to be coming for me. So, yeah, you know what? I can I can forgive you, but I'm going to correct everyone. I'll corre- As I corrected you, I'll be correcting a lot of people on Saturday. As I corrected everyone on my debut, on my debut, they probably were thinking, oh, yeah, we've got another tag team guy in here just trying to fill the roster. Yeah, uh, last I checked, before TJ came out, who was starting to take control of that match with all three men? Hey, I got to give you that again. Me. I was I was on the call, so I did see you. You had your own in there again, especially you and Whiplash were were going going crazy in there. Exactly, so. like I said, you want to count me out, you want to overlook me. It's a mistake. It's a mistake you're going to be making nine times out of ten, and I'll be there to correct you nine times out of ten. 
The only time you'll get it right is the time that my shoulders wind up pinned on that mat. And I guarantee you, that's going to be a low number. TJ Marconi got that because he slipped one in. He slipped one in. You know, again, I'm not afraid of anyone on that roster. I'm not afraid of anyone that needs to come after it on the roster. It's not about size. It's going to be about the fight. And you know what? To me, the guys on that roster that I've been with, all of the dangerous guys, they've done so much to me already, and I've endured, and I'm still here. I'm ready for more. Bring it. Bring it. There you go. And again, I hope everyone, especially that's going to be there this Saturday at Exodus, is listening and taking notice because this is what Dashing D1000 brings to the project. But let's keep it going here as well because now that we've talked about, again, the evolution of where, what you've done to get here, we've talked about what the stimulation not only brings to the project, but let's talk about now how you're looking at, again, the spectrum of independent wrestling. Is there anyone you have your eyes on? Because we saw, again, you've been throwing some shots at one even wrestle Brother Greatness. Is there anyone else that you have on your radar right now, even if it has to be outside of the project? I put it like this. Everyone's a target. I want to be in there with any and everyone that can make me better, that can bring competition to a new level. Like I said earlier, iron sharpens iron, and I want to be the biggest, hardest stick in that yard. So if you got what it takes, if you are anywhere moving and shaking, I want in. I want a piece because it makes me salivate. It makes me comfortable to be in there with someone who can really hurt me and kick my ass. Because if you can do that, I need to be better to do it to you. Like I said, it's all about provocative, provocativeness, stimulation, pain, sensations, something of an exchange. I need it. I crave it. I'm looking forward to it. So I don't care if it's an AEW star. You got Ortiz. You got Santana, some of the hardest hitting great guys that I, I've been familiar with since my infancy infancy rather i want it i want the competition anthony gangone i want the competition i want any and everybody dan math i don't care i want any and everybody like i said line up the biggest and the baddest because i want to punch you in the face well then there you go and i I had a feeling you would mention those two because again especially from where you got your start they definitely have a little bit of that, again, similar background, similar upbringing. And then you bring up Anthony Gangone. I'd definitely like to see that because, again, it's it's no secret. Anthony Gangone, one of my friends. And uh, I'd definitely love to see how you guys go at it because I know with Dr. Sleep, he does like to inflict a lot of pain. So I'd like exactly. to see how, uh, how you reiterate that pain and able to, to give it back. I'll put it like this. Anthony Gangone will probably be one of the most equal matchups you'll find for me. He is someone whose psychology and wrestling deals in inflicting pain, being technical, technically sound, and athletically gifted while being smash mouth and hard hitting with the best of them. And if you think what he does is magnificent, where do you get a load of me? Matter of fact, put us together and see just um, the amount of punishment that we might be able to come up with each other because we're going to enjoy it. We're going to enjoy receiving it as much as we're going to enjoy giving it. So yeah, make that happen. I've said it. I've said it even on Twitter. 
Think about it. All these guys in there. Mantis, I haven't touched him. Nikolai White, I haven't touched him. And these are big stars. These are big names. I want the competition. Like I said, I'm salivating. Consider me a competition vampire. I need it to get through. Hey, there you go. And again, that's what we want to see at the project. Everyone wants to prove they are the one, they are the best. And you're naming a lot of the guys that will be a part of that main event scramble there. So I guess I'm going to have to ask it straight up. That's going to be the matchup you're watching outside of your own this Saturday. Most certainly. I watch every match on the card because I'm always scouting the competition. I'm always seeing who I can mix it up with. And let's just face it. I, like I said, I need the competition. One of the reasons that I am at Project is because I need to become the Project champion. I need to be public enemy number one myself. The reason that I want that title, the reason I want that target, because if I put it on my back, I don't have to seek the competition. You guys are coming to me. See, I'm not someone who's patient enough to wait all the time. So I'd rather do something. I'd rather make a statement and wait for you to come to me. I don't chase my thrills. I buy them. So that title, that that right there, that's my cash ticket. That's my cow. That's what gives me the access. So yeah, I want to be at the top so that I'm the target. I want the target on my back because I can carry it. So I'm gunning for it. Every single night I'm there. Well, then, I, I do have to say that's a – I commend you for the heart, but I also think you're a little insane to want to be public enemy number one because it's proven for TJ. It's gotten a lot of strikes behind his back. <laughs> we, we've we'll seen see what the- you guys did. It was four-on-one at one point. It, it comes at you when you are public enemy number one. Well, that's so, the thing. TJ – he found it to be taxing. He likes it. Don't get me wrong. Um, oh, he definitely, he found oh, he definitely it, does. He definitely likes it, but he finds it to be taxing. For me, like I said, to be someone of a to be to reach this level of a sadist, you got to learn to be a masochist first. So, trust me. I want the pain. I want the target. I want all it comes with. Give me the trials and tribulations. It's not going to stress me out. It's going to make me happy. Like I said, I'm looking for a reason to get out of bed every morning. Do you know how easy it would be to face a day when I know somebody's ready to kick my door down? Come on. Come on. And again, Uh, I don't need to be sane. Yeah. It's definitely, again, it's it's showing me you have that that hunger for that competition, which again, that's what you want. You want to see that. And especially that's what you're going to see this Saturday at Exodus. But now again, we've spoke about that unbringing. We spoke about, again, you mentioned two guys in proud and powerful, but there's two more guys that I want to hear your opinion on. Cause again, we spoke about Ludus and your upbringing there. There's two more guys that also got a little bit of their, again, their start there. And it's 20 years in the making. They're having their match. I want to hear your thoughts on the first time ever encounter with the Zoltan this Saturday. If you have any thoughts on it that you would like to share with us. Um, that match is going to be very interesting to me for various reasons. I've had my runs in with the Zoltan so many times. Mike himself has been influential in building what Dash and D1000 eventually became to be. 
Um, so there would be a little bit of a bias there. I have such a much more of a history with him, but yeah. the history I have with Cage is also significant as well. I, I those two men are brothers, and brothers fight the best. Mm-hmm. So again, we're gonna see definitely some iron sharpens iron there, and I'm highly interested to see how that works out. But you know what? I can't lie. There's a part of me that's smiling to actually just see them crumble and go at it themselves as well, because you know what? The Zoltan has been such a thorn in my side. It's kind of good to see them be a thorn in their own sides now. You know, they they finally are clashing because of the interest that does happen in the economy that they have with themselves. So it'll be fun. It is definitely going to be fun. I'm going to sit with a perfect glass of wine and just sip and savor every second of that match. But I will say this is probably something that's also been a long time coming. This has been a long time coming for them, too, and I think it's best that they settle it in the ring. But that's the thing I'm interested to see. Yeah, they're family. Yeah, they've been the GOAT. Yeah, they are the Zoltan left hand on top and all that jazz. But is blood really thicker than water this time around? I'm interested to see how that goes. I mean, 20 years in the making, first time touching two men who know each other so well. It's going to be entertaining for us, but how is that going to deal with the psyche of them? I'm very interested. I'm very interested. But then again, again, my perfect interest. If Cage falls, that leaves TJ Marconi a little bit more vulnerable. I was going to say that's you got a lot of. And that is a whole lot of interest for me. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm team whiplash because. I have my vested interest. Cage is going to love that. Because <laughs> we, we've kind of seen the whole month, if you guys have been checking out the podcast, we've had a lot of Team Whiplash support. We've even had, again, former, well, not former, but we've had family members of the GOAT come on, and they've all they've all showed their side to, to a little more of Whiplash. So, yeah, Cage is definitely not going to like hearing this if he hears this back anytime soon. Hopefully he hears it after Saturday. I hope he's listening. I hope he's listening. I hope he chimes in because Cage, last I checked, knowing how you are and how you operate, I'm quite sure you and TJ Marconi definitely orchestrated what happened at that five-way. So at this point, maybe it's just desserts for you. There you go. And yeah, we did bring that up because – Again, we we did it when both of the Zoltan were on the podcast. We brought up him him leaving the commentary booth because he he knew something was going to happen, and miraculously during the five during the four way that became the five way again. There's Chris Cage with TJ Marconi. Yeah. So. Yeah. And look again. One of the best parts I had from that show was Dan Math getting his hands on on Cage. Well, allegedly, because there is no. Official footage that shows anything of that of that sort. So oh, I mean, must say allegedly. Allegedly, but <laughs> hey, firsthand accounts and uh, what we can attest to and not attest to. There never been things that I interest myself in. I actually just go by what I feel is the truth. And right now, what I feel is the truth is that Cage has some coming uppings, and I hope Whiplash delivers it. I hope it gets delivered hard, fast, 
and lasting. And not only that, I hope TJ realizes that as much as he's built this whole corporation to do whatever he wants, at some point, it's going to crack. And someone like me is going to be there. I have to bring that up then. Again, if you're you're definitely invested in this matchup, possibly if, unfortunately, again, I'm being neutral toward that matchup, but if Superstar Whiplash cannot finish the job that night, if Cage just walk out on top with Lakamura, is that someone you have your eyes on first, possibly, to get to make sure you get to TJ Marco? Because I would assume Ms. Capo is going to try to step in between you and Project Champion. As far as I'm concerned, when I signed the contract to be part of Project Wrestling, I signed up for whatever it's going to come for, whatever it's going to come with. So line them up. I'm going to try to knock them down. I have a goal. I have a very specific goal. I have a very driven purpose. I'm here for what I'm here for. I'm going to do what I said I'm going to do along the way, but I am here for what I'm here for. That is not just to simply arrive, stimulate. It's the climax and repeat. That climax is getting to the top of the mountain. That climax is leaving it all in the rain. That climax is making sure that that crowd has gotten what they deserve and gets the champion that they deserve. Not someone picking the bones, not someone. I'm talking competition after competition. They want a fighting champion. My name's going to be in that hat. And like I said, after that, repeat. So I'm going to continuously do it. I'm going to continuously go after it. I'm going to continuously fight. So I don't care who I have to go through. If I have to fight every member of the capo, I will. And if I have to do it all at once and it's just suicide, okay. Make sure I don't make it to the next day because I'm going to come back. And I'm going to hunger for more and more. I have a goal and I will see that goal very much through. There you go. But again, before we get to any of that, before we get to that, once again, it will be Exodus this Saturday, and it will be you in that three-way dance with the Barricade, Big Cuzzo, and Nino Cruz. So again, guys, you're going to want to check that out. Be a part of Project Codename Wrestling. Get your tickets now because they are going fast, and it's a full day of wrestling festivities. Again, it starts early in the day with Legends of the Ring, then come to the Boys and Girls Club of Union County and you get to see I Am Legend with our good friends at Pro Wrestling After Dark and Standalone Wrestling. And then we end the night with Project Codename Wrestling Presents Exodus, which again, a stacked card featuring eight great matches. And again, we've talked about one huge one that's going to be happening featuring Dash and D-Thousand, Nino Cruz, and Big Cuzzo, which again... Yeah. I, I got to bring up that as well. That could possibly mean Miguel Sosa's out there. So you could do it right in front of the boss. You get to show him, uh, make him eat what his words were on the podcast on Monday. You know what? It doesn't really matter whether he's there or not because actually, you know what? I, I Let me correct myself. I like the fact that he's there. Maybe he realized that Dash and D-Thousand is actually more of an asset than anybody he's associated with now. Maybe you have to bring me in 
after you see what I do up close and personal. You realize the value. You realize the need to recruit someone like me. Maybe I'm not the guy you fight. Maybe I'm the guy you need on your side, but you pay me back in equity. You give me what I want. I am not afraid to make a deal. I am here for my purpose. So Miguel Sosa, I hope you are there. I hope you are paying attention because you're going to feel something too. Anytime you get closer to Dash and D-Thousand, it's always going to be something a little bit more for you because I deliver. I give and I give and sometimes I just completely take it away. But what you're going to see in that triple threat is you're going to see how well I can step up against two other grand competitors. This match might steal the show just in originality. I'm going to do things you're not going to see in other matches. I'm going to bring certain levels of athletic, I want to say, what's the best way? Prowlness. It's going to be athletic prowlness. It's going to be someone who actually has a quality and skill in true fighting that I am going to be able to measure up and adapt to my surroundings. Stimulation is what I do, being the pain provocateur is who I am, and someone is going on a dashboard. There you have it. Dashing, I don't want to take up too much more of your time here because, again, I can imagine your time is precious, your time is money, and you want to continue to be stimulated. Indeed. So let us end with one final question here. It's a question I ask everyone that comes on. For you, for Dash and D Thousand, what is the end goal? Well, I guess I'll just be repeating it. My end goal is to be synonymous with the pain and the success that is the pro wrestling business. I want to be a top guy so that I am not seeking the competition myself, but people seek me because they know the value of what I bring to the table. I want to be call- I want to be the guy that gets called out. I want to be the guy that gets sought out because I want these fights. I don't want to have to ask and hope that someone books it. There should be no more fantasy matches with me that I have to wait for. The fantasy matches should be what other people want. It should be the other competition that goes, hey, that motherfucker right there, he's got it. I want to see what I can do against that. I want to be synonymous as that measuring stick. My goal is to be the top guy here so that that happens. My goal is to go out there on Saturday and make that one of the first stops that shows it. So yeah, let's kick ass everywhere and make the competition come to me. Make me your top guy and I can show you not only what I can do, but how much I make them better too. Here you go. And here we go. We got Matt Awesome. We're about to end this up, Matt, but he's giving you a year. And here we go. He came to you right here. Awesome versus dashing. I want it. I want it. I do not shy away from it. I've been beat with Chan Clatas all over the place, so you can actually go ahead and do it. It'll just bring me back to my childhood, and I can do with you that I wanted to do to my parents. And now I can actually do it. So bring it on. I was going to say, you brought up Brooklyn earlier. Like, yeah. That definitely means you, you felt that chancla uh, once or twice. Oh, yes, I have. Oh. I've, I've felt more than my fair share of belts, pots, pants, everything. I came from 
a hard upbringing and a stern upbringing. That's why I can still be humble about how I am, but still be so severely intentional about how much I want to hurt others too. Right, it's a, it's a good uh, it's a good balance right there because again the humility is there, but also you're coming for your feel is uh, is rightfully owed in a sense. Yes, you're again you're you're thousand times better than everyone else. So indeed, and I can just if I can just say it. When I'm in the ring, I finally get to let go of the restraints that I have to have in public. I don't like being held back. Prince said it best. <laughs> I don't, it, I'm, I'm probably about to misquote him, but he says it in the song Controversy. I wish we all were nude. I want to be my true and authentic self, nothing held back. So wrestling gives me an opportunity to be exactly who I am. And that's exactly who I intend to be at all times. There you go again. Great quote to end it on. And also... I'm guessing that's also a little bit where the uh, the purple comes from, because also we saw that earlier from our good friend Isaac in the chat. He he said he loved the purple. And that's definitely been almost a a trademark color for you. Yes, it is. So. Yes, it is. Purple is. People know, or at least they're going to. They're starting to learn. If I'm on a roster, purple is definitely synonymous with me. Change of gear. I'm not. <laughs> I was gonna say. I feel like that that almost happened at the last show. I saw a few people like, oh, wait, that's it. He has purple. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. I'll make sure when I, whenever I wear, it's going to stay away from purple because that's all you, man. <laughs> I mean, it's everywhere, isn't it? Eh, that's what I'm there wearing. You go. There you go. But again, guys, let's also make sure you're following Dashing D as well. Go follow him on Instagram right there, Dashing Hazard. Go follow him on Twitter at Dashing D, then three zeros. Let me make sure that specifies. Because on the program, unfortunately, it looks like it's three O's, but it's three zeros because, again, he's dashing D1000. Which also, I was yeah. going to leave it at the, the last question being the the end goal, but uh, what what happened with a follow, Dashing D? I saw earlier when I'm promoting the podcast, there's no follow there. There's no follow I, for us? No. I, I was like, wait. Did I, I'll did I not manage. earn the stimulation? <laughs> no, 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 no. Everyone's entitled to being stimulated. Uh, that's probably something I need to take up with my management team. We'll work on that. There we go. Don't worry. Matter of fact, I'll, 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 I'll see to it. I'll see to it directly. I'll see to it directly. There you go. There you go. But Dashing, thank you again for joining us here. I definitely can't wait to see you this Saturday. And I hope to see all of you guys there as well, as we'll be at Project Codename Exodus. All the links will be in the description down below to go follow Project Codename Wrestling. Go follow Dash and D, get your tickets, and again, we'll see you this Saturday. As always, don't forget, guys, to be wise, be genuine, be real, be better people, and respect the craft. And this has been Dashing D Thousand. We'll see you guys. Throw some D's on it, baby. Peace. <laughs>